Praise God. Uh, something else I want to remind y'all about, uh, it's because this is a five Sunday month, and so it's kind of got me messed up. But anyway, uh, the first Sunday in September, Ivan's going to be here. He and Kendra are coming to be preaching, so that's the 6th. So September 6th, Ivan will be coming in to preach. Um, he's funny because he, you know, he's been, tra- you know, he travels all, that's his whole life is traveling, and then, you know, certain churches, nobody's in church, and they still let him come, and he preaches, and and give him an offering, and then other churches are full up. He said he likes to come to Texas because all the Texas churches are usually are full up. And nobody's slowed down in Texas. And so I said, well, don't have to worry about utopia. We will be here, bless God, and we'll take care of you, and you don't have to worry about riots or anything else. And so um, so he'll be here on the 6th. And so I, I had a, a person ask me about doing a baptism that weekend, and so it just kind of hit me. Brother Ivan's going to be here. So Right after church on, on that Sunday, September the 6th, we're going to go to the Kellner's house and do a baptism. So if you know somebody, maybe uh, your children or maybe you're out there watching a video and I don't even know who you are and you got saved and gave your heart to Jesus and you want to be baptized, well, that'll be the Sunday to do it. We're going to throw down, splash in the water and get baptized. Amen. If you need to, maybe you've rededicated your life. You just want to be rebaptized. You can't get baptized too many times as far as I'm concerned. One of them sticks, okay? So praise God. But anyway, we're going to do it right after church that Sunday, so be prepared for that. So anyway, this morning, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm still kind of on my message from last week, and so I'm going to do a little preaching this morning, a little teaching, a little preaching. And, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, it's real hard for me to stay on track because bottom line is I just want to get up here and just complain. Right. I mean, that's the biggest thing I just want to. But that doesn't help anybody. And I just want to stir you all up and let's all get mad and froth at the mouth and, you know, and all that. But, you know, it doesn't do any good. We have to look past all of that. We have to figure out what is going on in the spiritual realm and understand how we're really going to walk in victory. Because I don't know about y'all, but I want to walk in victory. Okay, I'm not I'm not going to walk away from a good fight, but I I, I definitely uh, would enjoy peace. All of us do. Right. And I believe that the ultimate goal in, in, for all people is that we want to have peace. We want to, we want to be walking in peace, then harmony. That's what brings about victory. So I've been praying about this. And, uh, you know, the statistics are that, that the average Christian only prays three minutes a day. So if you pray longer than three minutes, you can pat yourself on the back. But that just across the whole board. Three minutes is all a Christian prays in a day. So my thinking is, if, a, if that's all a person prays is three minutes, then more than likely that three minutes has been focused on praying for their self or their need. Oh, God, help me through this situation. Help me get out of this need. Um, you know, I don't know what to do. They're asking for direction or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But it's more probably it's going to be focused on themselves if all they're praying is for three minutes. Because they're probably not going to, you know, pray and ask for their neighbors to be blessed if they're only speaking for three minutes. And so I, when I'm looking at the whole thing and I'm asking the Holy Spirit to show me and to teach me what's going on, what's going on in our nation right now, what's taking place, what's really happening, what, what is it you know, all about, I realized that when you start and you look at the church, you know, if you look back, I, I, I got saved, gave my life to Jesus in 1985. And, but I talked to a lot of people that have that had an experience with the Lord between 80 and 85. It's like God moved and and a lot of people got saved and a lot of people that got saved at that time became pastors of churches. And uh, then you can go back and you look through the 60s. There was a moving, you know, and God God does things every now and then. He just shows up and things happen. And so I've been asking the Lord, what's going on? You know, what's what's happening? What what out of all of this chaos? What out of all of this 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 craziness that's going on? is, you, or what are you going to do, okay? And I wish I could just sit here and tell you, okay, you know, next month this is going to happen, next month that's going to happen, and then this and that. But I, I really, I don't have it, okay? I mean, he ain't giving me no insight, I'll be honest with you. I have got no inside skinny on what's coming down the road. But I am smart enough to look at the, at the Word of God and know how God operates and God moves and to see what's taking place and, and looking at fruit and, and what is God and what isn't God? And I know, what, I know what he wants to do. God wants people saved. Listen to me. God cares about people. Jesus going to the cross is all about people. It's about, 
Loving your neighbors yourself, the second great commandment, right? Love God first and love your neighbors second. And I see the Christian church. I'm just, I'm not talking about y'all. I mean, if you fit into it and the Holy Ghost convicts you of it, well, then repent. But I'm not sitting here beating y'all up. Y'all are great people, great church out here. But I'm talking about the Christian world. Is mostly self-centered. A lot of people wanted to know more about Jesus and the operations of the, of the things of God so that they could help their own situations and problems. You know, you think about this. I, I read this article years and years ago about they asked this leading evangelist what was the biggest problem in, in America today. And he, he, the, he's, the first thing he said was air conditioning. And I was like, air conditioning? How could air conditioning be a problem? Then he went on to explain that in, it's not us so much because we, we don't live close enough to one another to have neighbors, really. But, uh, you know, we count neighbors by miles, you know, so-and-so is close south on the road, you know. But anyway, if you lived in the city and then, you know, you were in your block and it was too hot to be in your house, everybody was sitting on the porch, so everybody sat out on the porch, so everybody visited with their neighbors and they had a relationship and a kinship in town. Then when air conditioning came in, they went inside the house to get out of the heat, so therefore they separated themselves from their neighbors. And he said the second greatest thing was television. I was like, well, you know, I mean, I guess that's so. But he was saying this like in the 60s. Well, television took people around, then they drew into the television, not, again, having relationships. You know, praise God, we live in in this area. We're country folks. You know, we have more relationships. We have more things that we do as community than you would if you lived in a city. You can imagine the horrors of living in a big city, and, and, and you've got somebody... 10 feet from your door, but you don't even know who they are, right? And so one of the things that I think happened to the Christian churches is that we got, we got too isolated and trying to figure out everything about ourselves. And now everybody's forcing us to even be more isolated, stand six feet away, go this and that. So I see these problems that they're magnifying. They're getting, and then when they magnify, then everybody gets irritated. And then when everybody gets irritated within all kinds of indifferences come out and disharmonies come out and then they just search more aggression more aggression which feeds the demonic spirits that are put behind it all now for the get your bibles out go to first timothy 4 1 let me just show you something first timothy 4 1 says now the spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons so what's going on right now is the devil is doing everything he can. And I'm just calling it like it is this morning. I'm not saying people are necessarily demon-possessed, but you can be of influence by demonic forces. All of us can. If you're not attentive, you can be influenced by demonic forces. And so there's deceiving spirits, and there's doctrines of demons being released. Hate is a doctrine of demons, right? Hate is the opposite of love. And so to hate your neighbor... For the color of his skin or whatever it is, or just the way music he listens to or whatever, okay, that's a doctrine of a demon. And so the doctrines of demons get sown in churches and then people carry those in. So they're not necessarily demon possessed, but they're carrying the doctrines of demons. Then pastors get into that and then pastors preach doctrines of demons. Okay. That's what's going on right now. You want to know what's going on? It's not a fight between Republicans and Democrats. It's not a fight between liberals and, you know, uh, conservatives. It is a fight because of, of goodness, of godliness, and doctrines of demons. That's what's going on right now, folks. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you, it's obvious. Listen, don't vote politics Vote the word of God. Vote what is a doctrine of a demon. Your candidate stands for a doctrine of a demon or he stands for a doctrine of God. That's all you have to look at. You say, well, how do I know? I don't really know what his belief is because my candidate, they also have, you know, uh, uh, they, they, they say they believe in God. Well, check fruit. Check what they really believe in. Look at it. Okay. And so we've got such a mess right now because. We have allowed people to get into into positions that are following doctrines of demons, not doctrine of God, and place them in in authority because we were trying to either, either we didn't vote or we didn't have anything to say about it, or we didn't, we didn't, we, we just allowed it to happen because we got, the church got 
in the delusion of, well, you know, let's be nice and let's let to help them. And, you know, and they got, took a passive approach. And so people got an authority who ain't got no sense. I mean, I'm just trying to say it as nice as I can. All right. They ain't got no sense. And they're listening to the doctrines of demons. Okay. So. What are you going to do? We sit here as a church and we say, what are we going to do? Oh, I don't know. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, I guess we'll wait till they get here and then we'll take care of it. Now, you know, what are we going to do? So that's what I've been praying because I want to know what to do. I want to know what I as as your pastor can tell you as sheep to do that we can we can join forces to say, well, what are we going to do? Is it is it us going marching somewhere? Is it us going to what? You know, what do we do? And so I'm always asking, well, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? I'll do what you want. to. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. But I just wanted to know that you told me. Hello? And so he spoke this to me the other day. And I understand I'm a little extreme here uh, in my verbiage in a little bit. And you ain't seen nothing to the end of the service. But um, if you think where I'm going right now is bad, just hang on to your shoes. So, so the Lord, I heard the, Holy, I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit speak to me. And he says, you've got to teach on prayer. And I'm like, prayer? Now, I mean, this is, sounds pretty bad coming from the pastor. I'm like, what good is that going to do? <laughs> I mean, Lord, we're past praying for the situation. I mean, things are dire, straits. We need lightning to come down, you know? I mean, just praying. And so I wasn't very excited, you know? And then, then he began to show me this, and it began to make sense. So... Uh, the title of this message is Prayer Bombs. And you're going to want to take notes on this because I'm going to have some, you have assignment at the end of this. And the Holy Ghost began to show me that there's, that, that there's he brought this to my attention, that there's two kinds of bombings, okay? Aerial bombings. There's two kinds of aerial bombings. There's a kind like you see in World War II where the planes fly over and they're doing blanket bombings where they're, you know, they're flying in formation and they open up the doors and all the bombs come out and they just, you know, they're not really being directed other than the position when they fell out of the plane, right? And then there's precision bombing, which now has changed everything. Like you see uh, when some of the things that have been going on over in the Middle East when they're doing precision bombings on terrorists that are in certain places and they launch this thing from wherever and it goes in exactly to the, to the inch of where it's supposed to hit, okay? But what I want to talk about this morning and what I want you to have in mind is like aerial bombings, blanket bombings, okay? Um, go to Psalms 148.5. Psalms 148.5 says, let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. When God speaks, things happen. Now, I want you to understand this about prayer. When you speak in the authority of the name of Jesus as a child of God, a born-again believer, washed in the blood of Jesus, when you speak in prayer, things happen. Okay? The key to understanding prayer is, Sometimes we're speaking, commanding, wanting things to happen because that's the way we want it to go. When you've got to get in flow with the Holy Ghost to say, what is he saying? But when God speaks, things change. And when you speak, things change because you're a child of God. Look at this, Genesis 1.28. Then God blessed them. This is the beginning, the creation. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, subdue it. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. When God created man, he created him to have dominion and to subdue. But that's not necessarily in a matter of force as it is in the matter of the spiritual realm. You have to understand what we're seeing going on right now is the spiritual realm's anger manifest in the natural. Okay, it's not it's a if it it happens in the spiritual realm and then it manifests in the natural realm. They don't know it. I'm telling you what, I I, I guarantee you could go out to a bunch of the protesters and interview them. And they don't even know why they're protesting. They're just out there protesting for some reason. They are. Some of them are just paid protesters, but most of them are not really 
They just just got stirred up and got out there. They don't have really any sense about what's going on and really understand the nature of the beast and what is taking place. They're protesting for things that that don't even make sense. I mean, come on, folks. If you're going to defund the police, what is going to happen? If you want all the good people to turn in their guns, what is going to happen? I mean, you don't have to be a, you know, a rocket scientist to figure out that if you, the good people all turned in their guns and when then we have no police force force, well, then the evil people are going to say, this is the easiest picking I have ever had. I mean, it does, it, you know, it's just like, I can't even debate somebody in that realm. All right. I can't even debate somebody in that realm. I can't even understand where they're coming from. And to try to keep myself from not being thrown off the airways today, the, the, there's, a, there's a, a, a candidate running uh, who made an announcement. <clears throat> I wonder how I get around this. <laughs> anyway, that, they, that, that gun control needed to take place, gun control needed to happen. They needed to take the guns for the people because the guns are killing babies. But this person is right in the middle of Planned Parenthood, wants full-term abortions and whatever. And I'm going to say, if anybody's killing babies, you're killing babies. It ain't those guns killing babies. It's you killing babies, okay? You know? So I'm just saying, you just have to look at fruit to find out if it's a doctrine of a demon or if it's of God, all right? But God called us to have dominion, and you've got to have dominion in the spiritual realm. So what I'm trying to teach you this morning and what I'm trying to get you swayed over and convinced over on my side uh, to where you get locked into this message, I'm going to teach you how to have dominion in the realm, the spiritual realm in your life and how to do prayer bombs. That's what I'm calling it. All right. May not sound too, you know, theological, but I'm going to teach you how to have bombing runs. And I want us as a church to have our own bombing runs. All right. And I've got a bombing run for every day of the week that I'm going to give you here this morning. So you have seven bombing runs that we're all going to be focused on that day. Now, you would think that I'm going to write out some kind of a prayer for you. You know, oh, Heavenly Father, he that sitteth in the heavens greatly above all the clouds, please thou, O Lord. You know, no, it ain't going to be like that. All right. Let me go on. I'll show you. Revelations 8, 4. Revelations 8, 4. It says, and the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. The angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, threw it on the earth, and there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. What does that sound like? Sounds like a bombing run to me. He took the prayers of the saints, and then he threw them onto the earth, and... Are y'all with me? The prayers of the saints fell from heaven. He took them, threw them off. That's what it says. I'm just preaching here. I'm not trying to, I ain't preaching out of the Reader's Digest. Man, the book of Revelation. And they threw them down from the altar. And there were noises and thunderings and lightnings on the earth. That what the prayers of the saints mixed with what the angel threw down caused explosions, thunderings, lightnings on earth. And I think it's time for the church to rise up and cause some thunderings and some lightnings through prayer. And I don't believe it's quietly in your prayer closet. I think, I think that's great. Some of you already have a great prayer life. You pray and you have it, and that's great. But I want to ask you to do a little extremism this morning with me. Okay? I think it's time for Christians to come out of their prayer closets and to be the, the, and have your prayer closet maybe in the middle of Walmart. Now, Ephesians 3.20 says, Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundant beyond all that we even think or ask according to the power that works in us. And so, in other words, what you're saying, think or ask, it sounds like prayer. Whatever you're saying, whatever you're praying, whatever you're speaking out of your mouth, God wants to work it through the power that's on the inside of you. But he wants to do more than you can even imagine. So what I'm saying to you is we'll even start out. God's going to do greater than you can imagine. I, I had a vision years and years and years ago about people coming from all around, coming from all over the hills. They were flooding into this area, and they were in tattered clothes. They were tor- torn all up. They were, they, were, they were beaten. There was people in business suits. There were people in just common clothes. There were just people, just whatever, all coming, coming into here because they were trying to find truth. 
And I don't know if that's going to be a physical thing or if that's going out through the, the broadcast or how that's working, but I just know that I, I know what I saw and I know that God's going to do it. But I believe that the power on the inside of y'all was what touched all those people coming over because it wasn't me doing it all. It was all of y'all ministering to those people coming in because you have power on the inside of you. You just have to know how to release it. Now, let me show you another scripture here before I get into this. First John 5, 14. First John 5, 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Okay, so your prayers are going to be heard. And if he knows that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Okay? Now, this message from now on, what I'm teaching you, what I'm going to be saying, it's not about, it's not necessarily for you. It's for them, for the world. All right? I'm asking you to be focused in a minute to think about your prayers and think about how much you pray. And yes, you, you, you pray for your family and all of that. But how much have you prayed for the unsaved in our area? How much have you interceded for, you know, the drug addict, the homeless, the lost, the idiot, the raging fool, the one that everybody wants to cast aside? How much prayer has he gotten? All right? So the first prayer bomb... This is what I did. This is why I said you need to write this down. And this is now I'm getting into just kind of teaching because it's just kind of simple. It's just laying it out. Monday through Sunday, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you a specific topic here in just a second. And so that everybody's going to be praying the same thing on Monday. Okay? Now here it is. You're going to be praying blessings. That's the word, blessing. You say, what do you mean? How many, I want you to be conscious on Mondays, tomorrow, that everywhere you go, at a store, uh, whatever, go drive in, cafe, whatever you do, that when you drive off in the person, hey, God bless you. I want you to think about speaking out of your mouth blessings. Blessings over your community, blessings over your town. Folks, listen to me. We are blessed living here. But I want to, I, I, what I'm saying is the aerial bombing for that day is we're going to bomb with blessings. Bless this town. I don't, uh, you, you're, you're, you can go do whatever you want to, however you want to. I don't care if you want to go light candles and get on your knees and, and whatever you want to do. But I'm asking you, all of us in our day, daily walk, not just once, not just get up in the morning, Lord bless them. Okay. And then go to work and never think about it again. I'm talking about all day long, everywhere you are. You walk into a store, God bless this store. You walk, you, you, you meet somebody, hey, I say, how are you doing? Hey, God bless you. People today just don't even take for granted the word God bless you. I grew up, that was a, that was someone, somebody said, it's funny because when I'm traveling to Mexico and I always am saying, oh, Dios le bendiga. But that, that's like a blessing that the pastor, the, that a priest gives. And so a lot of times they're like, what? But, you know, here you say, God bless you, you know. And they're like, oh, you know, it's like saying goodbye. But I mean, you're going to mean it because you're a child of God. You're born again. You're washing the blood of Jesus. And what you say comes out of your mouth, sets and affects in the spiritual realm something. And if you're saying blessing, well, then that's not saying hate. That's not saying, you know, we're going to, you know, it's everything's going to pieces. It's everything's shot. Nothing's going to work right. No, you're speaking blessing. Number 622. God told Moses to tell Aaron to speak, speak over the children of Israel. And it says, speak to Aaron and his son saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall you put my name on the children of Israel. What? He said, just stand up there and that's all he has to say. The Lord bless you and keep you and those people will be blessed. So what if you're doing it? Yes, you should be blessing your children. Yes, you should be blessing your spouse. Yes, you should be blessing your family. But what about everywhere else you're going? Why not do some aerial bombings of blessings? 
And everywhere you go, you're going to bless you. Talking to somebody on the phone. Hey, have a great day. God bless you. How do you know that that won't release something in their life that they might come to know Jesus? You're affecting the spiritual realm. You know, you know like, like I said, if you're kind of a prayer person, you're just going to fall down and intercede for that person all day. Well, glory to God. But if for, the, for the majority of people, if they're only learning to pray three minutes a day, well, then you're going to have to just do some aerial bombing. But to have a conscious, I'm asking you to have a conscious thought on Mondays of speaking blessings. Being just like Aaron and blessing everybody you're with. Now, Isaiah 10, 27 says it's the anointing that destroys and breaks the yoke. And it says in 1 John uh, 2, 20, you have an anointing from the Holy One. So you got to take that anointing in you, and everywhere you go, you're going to be a blessing. You're going to speak blessings. You're going to release a blessing. You're going to release an anointing on I'm telling you, folks, you're going to see change happen. I had a person the other day. Uh, it wasn't a person. It was a company. do something very wrong to me. And so the person was saying, well, what do you want to do? And I said, God bless them. Now, I'll be honest. I probably didn't have the best intention in the world with it, but I knew I had to speak it out of my mouth. I said, well, God bless them. I said, Jesus can deal with it. I ain't going to worry about it. Because I knew this spiritual principle that I needed to speak a blessing out over that and let God deal with it. Because I wasn't going to let the spiritual realm of the demonic affect me. So Mondays, we're speaking blessing. Everybody say blessing. Are y'all following what I'm trying to say here? Pretty simple thing, but it's a good aerial bombing. We're going to blast everything. Everybody's going to be saying, man, did you hear? I got blessed every night. Them living wonders people, I like them coming to eat over at the cafe. I got 15 God bless you today. All right? Tuesday. Okay? Tuesday's freedom. Now, the same way that you speak the blessing, and the blessing is, goes on to a person in the spiritual realm, you got to understand this, this is about the spiritual realm. We need, or people need, freedom from the oppression of the enemy. Okay? Ephesians 1.17 says that the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, and that you may know what is the hope of his calling. In other words, a person could be standing there hearing what's going on, but be blinded, not, not, not see or hear or perceive at all what's taking place. There's people right now that are bound in fear. There are people right now so fearful of, of, of everything, of, of dying from the coronavirus. Okay, so you know the CDC just put out a new uh, deal on the numbers on the coronavirus and said that, that you have a 99.96% chance of not dying from the coronavirus. That's pretty good odds. I like them odds. Boy, that, that's some good odds. All right? Because when you figure up all the numbers and put it all together, that's what they put out. Okay, so my point is, but isn't it amazing that you're trapped in fear? That people are trapped in fear. Totally and completely trapped in fear. I happened to be watching a uh, boxing match yesterday on television. And uh, I was laughing. It was a European boxing match. And it was the Irish boxing. And so I was watching it. And, and so, the, you know, there's nobody in the stands. There's nobody there. They got a deal around there. And then, you know, the, everybody has their little face shield on. And the, the, in the corners, you know, not the fighters, but in the corners, they had their face shield on. And then they had their little mask on underneath that. And so I, at the end of the fight, uh, they were showing, you know, the guy that, had, that won. And he goes over to his corner. And his trainer or manager, whatever he is, you know, the guy goes over there, opens up his mouth. He reaches inside of his mouth without a glove on, pulls his mouthpiece out, right? Throws it over in a bucket, gives the guy a big hug. And I'm like, I don't think the face shield or the, I don't think there's anything that could have saved you from sticking your hand in the guy's mouth. Right? I mean, under no conditions would I be game for that anyway, all right? I don't care how good the fighter was. They ain't sticking my hand in your mouth. You spit your own mouthpiece out in that thing, boy, you know. But, I mean, I just laughed about it, and I was thinking, 
I know that they put on the, the, the stuff to keep with everything going on, right, to be in accordance with it. And, but I just thought, is, I mean, we got, are we that stupid? That the face shield and the little mask might keep you from getting the virus when you just stuck your hand in his mouth. Okay, anyway, point being, people don't see. They're deceived. They're blinded. We need freedom for people. Okay, so this day, Tuesday, about freedom is all about speaking to people that their eyes should be open, that they to behold Jesus, that they can have freedom to be saved, to know him, to know the truth. Here's another one. First Timothy 2, 3 through 6, along this line, it says, for, the, for it's good and accept on the side of God our Savior who desires all men to be saved. Folks, God wants people saved. He wants people's eyes open and them to come to the knowledge of the truth. And you can't fight a devil in the flesh. Because all he's going to do is make you irritated. You have to fight a devil in the spirit. And it says, for all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Folks, this is the answer. The answer to... uh, uh, All the issues that we have in the world is right here. Okay? You're not going to solve racism by forcing one group of people to do something for another group of people. You're going to solve the problem of racism by people getting saved and their hearts changing and converting and loving Jesus. That's what solves racism. Okay? So Tuesday is a day we're speaking freedom. That's the day every person that you come across, you need to be throwing up an aerial prayer bomb for them, saying, Lord, just set so-and-so free. Lord, I don't know if they know you, but if they don't, let them be free. Let their eyes be open. Let them see you. You don't have to fall down on some great big prayer. We're aerial bombing. We're loosening prayer bombs. You as a child of God, you as a person who's called to have dominion and subdue this world, you're going to be speaking that. So you say, well, I don't know who, I mean, I don't have that many friends. Well, then every person you come across is at, just, just look at that person. You don't even know their names. And God... I'm praying for, I just pray freedom over that person. I speak freedom, freedom, freedom. Just speak it out of your mouth, freedom. Drop the bomb. Amen? Okay. Wednesday. Now, Wednesday's going to be a little more serious. All right? Wednesday, see, what I'm doing is I'm tearing up the ground. We're aerial bombing first. We're tearing up the ground. We're, 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 We're breaking up the fallow ground. All right? We're getting ready. And so... Wednesday, you know, hump day, midweek day. I got James 4, 7 through 8. He says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Wednesday's going to be a day you're going to rebuke the devil. You say, well, how do I do that? I don't know if I have any thought. What do you mean I can do that? Let me tell you something. You're born again, and you're saved. You're on the kingdom of God's side, all right? The devil is the enemy. He's a defeated foe. Jesus already beat him, but he sometimes is like a little dog or a stray cat that comes home, and until you stomp your feet and tell him to get out of there, he ain't going to get out of there. So you say, well, I don't know how to do that. It's pretty easy. Every time you see something that you know is not of God, you simply say, devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Now, see, when I go to rebuke the devil, I like to get Pentecostal. I mean, like, I'm not no, no nice-hearted Methodist, Baptist, anything like this. Man, I like to get down, spit flying. Like, I like to, because I like to. <laughs> Have you noticed any protester walking down the street saying, uh, yes, uh, we need to change things. We, yes, uh, we need to have, we need to do that. No, they're all like, spewing every kind of foul stuff out of their mouth. And boys can cuss. Now, I'll say that for them. Right? They're loud and they can cuss. Well, if I'm going to rebuke the devil, I'm kind of the same way, but in the name of Jesus. He's going to know that Robert showed up. So what am I going to do? I'm going to rebuke everything that day. On Wednesday, I'm going to rebuke everything. I read an article, something stupid going on, so I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Somebody comes to you and says, oh, did you hear what happened? I said, and you're just going to say, no, that's fear. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to deal with that. Wednesday's your rebuking day. Every time anything flies up that you know is irritating you or you know it's not of God, then you're going to rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. You're going to call it out and say, listen, that hate is not going to get in our heart. It is not going to get in our town. It's not going to get in our society. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Wednesday's rebuking day. 
Joel 1 9. I mean, Joel. Jude 1 9. They'll say, hey, he's making up his own Bibles now. <laughs> the book of Jude, chapter 1. That's what happens to you trying to read. You ain't got no glasses on. <laughs> Look at Jude chapter 1, verse 9 says, Yet Michael the archangel in contending with the devil. He was contending with the devil. So Michael the archangel is contending with Beelzebub, the chief, not some little demon, he's got the devil. When he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring a, a, against him a reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. So Michael defeated the devil over the disagreement over the body of Moses by simply looking at the devil and saying, <clears throat> The Lord rebuke you. That was all it took. So now you're creating the image of God. You have dominion and authority. And so if you stand up and you say, the Lord rebuke you, it means something. Folks, I'm telling you, we've got to fight this in the spiritual realm. Forget about the natural realm. We've got to get control of the spiritual realm. We have to do aerial bombing in the spiritual realm. Bombing over large blanket areas. All right? Are you all with me? Now we're into Thursday. Thursday. Thursday is simply this, direction. We have got to have a direction for this country. We have got to get this country back in the right direction. Let me put it that way. We've got to get this country back into a direction of serving God. Getting God back in public schools. Taking out everything out of our school systems from, from elementary through high school, college, everything that is not lined up with the Word of God. we got to start taking stupid stuff out, folks. There's some stupid stuff going on. I mean, some things that don't make any sense, and we cannot back up, because if we just back up and don't do anything, we're going to lose everything. Matthew 7, 13 this, the parable Jesus told about the narrow path, he says, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few that find it. There's a wide road treated to destruction, but there's a narrow gate, narrow path that leads to life. We have to pray for direction for this nation, for our town, our communities, our churches, our people, our friends, our relatives. You're praying for direction that day. All right. Now, again, here I go. I don't believe you have to have an extremely large, long prayer. You can if that you want to. But direction simply means you're just simply speaking out of your mouth saying, Lord, I thank you for leaders that will direct us by the spirit of God. Leaders that will not be influenced by doctrines of demons. Direction, Lord God, in the right way. Another scripture goes along this Proverbs 24, 11. It says, deliver those who are drawn towards death and hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. Folks, there's people stumbling to the slaughter right now the whole time waving a banner thinking that they've got the answer. Thinking that we just need to be a, a, a great, open, liberal society that just accepts and loves everything and everybody's welcome and everything's good and let's open up the borders and let's just let everybody pour in and let's just let everything take place and let's just go and do this and let's all live in one big happy land. Yeah, you're stupid. It ain't going to work. You can't sustain that. All right. We have to have direction. We have to have leaders that are smart economically and financially. We've, we're so sunk in the hole right now as a nation. I don't know how it can get out of this, but God knows and he can get us out of it. That's the thing. If we'll blanket prayer and change the demonic realm. For too long, because of the media and the way that they just, I mean, just totally destroy anybody that comes against anything that's not of the other side. Nobody wants to take on that fight, but I'm telling you, we can change it by the spiritual prayers, by prayer bombing them in the spirit every day if we get an agreement. Because see, I, when the Lord was giving me this, I said, it ain't going to work, Lord. I told him, I said, it ain't going to work. It won't work. I said, I can't do it. And he said, I know you can't do it, but if you get everybody else to do it with you, then things will change. So I said, oh, okay, sounds good to me. Okay, so that's Thursday. All right. Now, Friday. Friday's about enlarging our borders or enlarging borders. Exodus 34, 24. Okay, so see what I've done is we've plummeted the ground with our prayers 
on the first three days and dug it up, all right? Now we're starting to sow seed. We're praying for direction, all right? Now we're trying to get this thing going in the right way. Now, Friday here, we're starting to enlarge our borders. We're starting to take ground. Exodus 34, 24. For I will cast out the nations before you, this is God speaking, and enlarge your borders. God will do it. When the children of Israel went into the promised land, God said, I will cast out the nations before you, and I will enlarge your borders. Neither will any man covet your land and go up to appear before the Lord your God as you go up three times a year. So in other words, as, as, as they went to God and appeared to him, did what they were supposed to do their, uh, on their appointed times, God said, I'm going to just, I will get the nations out of the way. So if God can get the nations, if that becomes our prayer, that Lord's enlarge our borders, we want to see more Christians. We want to see more of the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of debauchery. Then God's for it. He's going to enlarge our borders. But I believe what Christians have done is we've drawn ourselves back into our holes with our ammo and our guns saying, well, when they come inside and into that, you know, my sight range right there. But you don't know what else is out there. We've got to be bigger than that. We've got to be out there rescuing people and saving people from the pit of hell. Because the minute we get focused inwardly, and that's what that's what it's telling me with all the social distancing, all that is separating us from one another. And that's what the devil is trying to do. So we have to do the opposite. We have to get with one another by the spirit. We have to start caring about our neighbors and caring about our friends and having, having uh, uh, times that we're, we're, we're worrying about, you know, more than just our lives. Hello? Because it's a demonic plan to separate us. And folks, they want to keep separating us. And they want to keep telling us and they keep putting out more reports. It's going to continue. It's going to go on. It's going to keep going. It's going to go. It's going to separate us. It's going to get worse. You're going to know, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you guys haven't been right yet. I mean, they're like weathermen. They're never right. But yet everybody keeps giving them a position. To me, it's like they should be a chair with a pit of crocodiles underneath it. And they're sitting in a chair in a basket, and there's a tripwire on that thing. And if they go to tell us something and it don't work, that baby opens up and they get eaten up. And they say, who wants to get up there next and tell us something? We cut a bunch of that stuff out, boy. People would be starting to get some facts in there. I mean, we could pray for the person as the crocodiles were eating them, I mean, you know. But keep it religious, you know. But I'm telling you, if that happened to people, I guarantee everybody wouldn't be out there throwing their two cents of Stupid around. It's truth. My grandfather, my mother's father, godly man. Uh, uh, he, he always took me and, and, and loved me. And, and uh, I didn't have a grandfather on my father's side. He had already died before I, I was a kid. And uh, I'll never forget. He took me one time. I had the, the sit down talk with me. And he told me the story that he was a little boy. His father took him to a public hanging. Yeah. And he said, I never forgot the man's foot kicking at the end of that rope. And it changed my life so that I never wanted to do anything wrong. But we don't have that today. And that's why people just continue to do it because there's no repercussions for the consequences that they do for their actions. Okay. That affected me because I was always a real visual kid, and so I visualized the whole hanging and what happened. I said, well, I don't want to hang. So it curbed me in my life and what I was going to do, that at least what I was going to do, I knew wasn't a hanging event. <laughs> Not saying I did everything right. I just was smart enough to know I wasn't going to get hung for it, okay? All right. So we've got to enlarge our borders. We've got to have more effect of the Christian effect upon things going on, all right? So we need to be praying for God to enlarge our borders, the effect of Christianity in a greater realm, okay? Which then brings us to Saturday, which usually you would think about resting on Saturday, but I'm not going to give you the day off. We're still going to be blanket vomiting. So Saturday is simply this, truth, truth. 1 Timothy 3, 14 and 15, it says, These things are right to you, though I hope to come to you shortly. But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know that you ought to conduct yourself. Now listen to this. Listen to what, listen to what he speaks to Timothy here and, and says here. You ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar 
and ground of truth. What I want you to pray and the bombs that you're going to be launching out on Saturday is that truth will be in the hearts of the pastors to preach on Sunday. Truth has got to go out. Folks, I'm telling you, there is not truth being preached. Truth is not being preached. And truth has to be preached. The church being the the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. You need to be praying on Saturdays that pastors are going to preach the truth. People are going to come to church and hear the truth. Truth is going to go forth. Truth is going to go out. You're speaking forth truth. That all these lies and deceptions and doctrines of demons is going to be dispelled because you're speaking truth. Now, I'll be honest with you. I, I know that each and every one of us is going to take this message and use it in a different way, in a different, you know, each one of you are going to be inspired a little bit differently. Some of y'all are going to take this thing, take it all up. You're going to create and you're just going to go and you're going to make great big prayers. And do this. I really, I'm telling you on the latter end, I don't care if you just wake up Saturday morning, you just walk around and say 50 times the word truth. You did something. Help me out here. That's what I'm saying to you. If you love church, you love this place, you, you, you love, you know, us as your pastors, I just say truth. Just say to him, I swear on truth. Truth. I mean, you're doing something at least. You're loose, you, your bomb may be small, but bless God, it's going out. You know, you move from a firecracker to an M80, but bless God, you're doing something, right? Nothing else should cause people to get scared. You know, heard a pop. So that brings us to Sunday. Here we are at church Sunday. Sunday is simply a day of worship. Sunday, you need to focus your Sunday. You know, throughout the scriptures, you know, I, 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 you know, I, you know the scriptures. God said, love, him, love the Lord thy God with all your heart and all your soul and your might. You know, Mark 12, 29. And love your neighbors yourself. And then he also said, Make Sunday a day of worship. Make Sunday a day for me. Your day of worship this today, Sunday. Yes, you came to church. Yes, we sang songs. But your day needs to be a day that you're loving on the Lord. All right? You're telling him how great he is. Folks, Sunday needs to be the time you're, you're, you're you know, looking at all the awesome creation God made and said, Lord, you're amazing. Sunday needs to be a day of worship. All right? Now, here's where I'm going to be a little bit radical. And I want, I got a video for you here. I want to show because this is what I want to inspire you to go and be like as we walk out this door. So we're going to watch this little video. Amen. So what I'm saying to you today is simply this. I want to put that imagery in your mind because this is what I believe prayer bombs can do. Now, listen to me, church. We're from Texas and Austin is the capital of Texas. And we have for so long sat back and said, well, I ought to just put a fence around it, you know, and just stay away from Austin, and they're just a little different and whatever. But it's the capital of Texas. And I just say we shouldn't let them all just go stupid. And I think they need a bombing run on them. And I think that what you see like that, that though in the natural, I believe can be taking place in the spirit, and I believe things will be changed. Hello? But we got to do it. It's going to be up to us. And so I wanted this imagery in your mind of seeing those bombs dropping out of the plane to realize when you're speaking blessings tomorrow, when you're speaking freedom, when you're speaking direction, when you're speaking truth, when you're speaking these things out of your mouth as you're going about your day, I wanted you to keep that imagery in your mind that you are loosing a prayer bomb into those areas and that they will be affected and things will change. Amen. And I declare that when we stand in heaven before Jesus, when this is all said and done, that when you say, uh, yeah, who are you? They say, they're calling the rolls. Who are you? And you say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm from Living Waters Church. Oh, Living Waters Church. Yes, come on over here. Look what y'all affected. We may be small, but we're mean. <laughs> we're going to lock on like a pit bull. and We ain't going to turn loose, okay? And we're going to affect a change in our area. And so I'm, just, I'm, I'm asking your help on this. I'm asking you to get hold of this. I'm asking you to let the Holy Ghost make this in you however he wants, you know, you'll do. Turn it into however, what kind of a prayer you want to do, however you want to do it. But keep this direction, keep this, these, these days going like this, and then you're going to see, we're going to see change. Amen?
Amen. Well, stand up. Praise God. So everyone out there listening and watching, matter of fact, we gotta, let's have a prayer team up here. Uh, we got prayer people around here this morning. Come on up to the front. But everybody out there listening and watching today, listen to me. Man, I, I, I know you're, where your situation may be. It may sound terrible. Maybe be, you're, you feel, but listen, help's coming, man. There's going to be bombing raids coming, your direction. There's going to be relief and victory coming in the spiritual realm. If you're out there and you're watching and you maybe just tuned in for the first time and you're, you're, you don't even know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, well, listen to me. Let me tell you, Jesus loves you. He gave his life for you. He died on a cross for you to pay the price for your sin so you could be right with God. And that is the truth. And what you have to do is believe that truth. And when you do believe that truth and you ask Jesus to come into your life, he will change your life and set you free. He will come and live in you. If you're in here today and maybe you're not sure of that truth, we're up here to pray with you. We'll pray with you. But I just want to pray with you out there, just right there, to say, Jesus, I want you to come into my heart. I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on a cross for me. I believe you forgive me of my sins. I want to be right with you. Thank you, Jesus, for doing that. You pray a prayer like that, God will touch your heart, change your life forever. But I want to bless you as we leave, because I'm speaking blessings already. And I just, I'm going to pray over you, and I just want to believe God to root seal this message within your hearts. Our prayer team's up here if you need prayer. But Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I pray over this congregation, I pray over everyone out there in the listening audience. I just declare, Lord, that we are going to be aggressive in assaulting the enemy with prayer. I thank you, Lord God, that these prayer bombs are going to be launched into the area every day. We're going to see an effective work of them as we have coordinated flying uh, missions to see uh, our state capital won back. Lord God, to see the, 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 the areas that have, have gone uh, crazy and are listening to doctrines of demons get silenced. Lord God, that they can hear the truth of the word of God. Eyes will be open. People will begin to have freedom. And Lord, I thank you for that. And I pray to seal this in their hearts. Holy Ghost, use us, inspire us, that we can go and do everything that God, we're supposed to do for you. And let the kingdom of God be advanced in this world. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you, church. Go get them.